Back in the day, we were all advised not to speak about polarizing topics in mixed company. This meant not at school functions, not at cocktail parties, and most definitely not at work. You weren't to talk about religion or politics with anyone outside your home unless you knew the conversation would be quote-unquote safe among friends. The idea was that you could easily make someone mad if you discussed those things in public and end up losing friends or worse, customers. Just about every executive in the world today grew up with that mantra. They got to the top of their career ladders by abiding by that rule. And then George Floyd was murdered. And literally overnight, executives were told, you have to say something now. It provided a huge opportunity for communicators because we are best suited to help executives with messaging and learn when their organizations should act as activists or not. Since 2020, there have been a lot of successes when it comes to communicating an organization's values and sticking up for cultural and societal change. And there have been some miserable flops. The most recent, of course, is Bud Light and Target. There are lots of lessons to be learned from the successes and the failures, which is what we'll discuss on this week's episode of the Spin Sucks podcast. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back to the Spin Sucks podcast. I'm Jenny Dietrich. Remember back when the world shut down and every organization on earth sent an email that said, out of an abundance of caution. I remember joking with colleagues about how no one cared that your favorite paper towel brand was shutting down out of an abundance of caution. This is often referred to as performative activism, or empty gestures made solely for PR purposes to make it look like you're taking action without necessarily having the values to back it up. It often involves surface-level engagement without any substantial commitment or action. These empty gestures may include posting generic statements, out of an abundance of caution, on social media, temporarily changing logos or slogans, or engaging in short-lived campaigns that lack long-term effectiveness. Performative activism can be seen as insincere and can lead to backlash if organizations are perceived as prioritizing their image over genuine efforts for social progress. It lacks authenticity and seems to be stated only because it's what the rest of the world expects. Yes, we needed to know if the grocery store down the street was shutting down entirely or if they were reducing their hours. Same for restaurants and pharmacies. We didn't need to know if the tire company was doing it. Performative activism. On the flip side, organizations that align their actions with stated values have the potential to cultivate trust and foster genuine connections. When organizations demonstrate consistency between their words and deeds, they establish a sense of authenticity. This alignment signifies a commitment to values-driven decision-making and ethical practices which can build a foundation of trust and credibility. By following through on their promises, organizations can show that their engagement with social issues is not merely performative, but grounded in a genuine desire for positive change. This authenticity creates an opportunity for meaningful connections as stakeholders perceive the organization as reliable and principled ally in addressing societal challenges. Such genuine connections can lead to increased loyalty, advocacy, and a stronger bond between the organization and its audiences, its customers, its employees, its investors. 
As organizations look to create positive change, a crucial aspect of their communications is the need for inclusive dialogue. This entails amplifying marginalized voices and actively seeking out and engaging with different viewpoints. By facilitating open conversations and listening to a variety of opinions, organizations can foster an environment that encourages understanding, empathy, and growth before they begin to speak externally. When combining a true sense of open conversation internally, communications pros should also set a path for conducting thorough research and analysis to grasp the sentiments, beliefs, and values of their customers. We've seen what can happen when they fail to do so, which is more than just being in the news for 24 hours. It results in reputational damage and lost trust. As Warren Buffett famously said once, if you lose money for the firm, I'll be understanding. But if you lose reputation, I will be ruthless. That's because, as we all know, it takes a lifetime to build trust and about 3.2 seconds to lose it if you do things incorrectly. I made up that number. It could be less. It could be a little bit more but it does not take a long time. That's not to say we should bury our heads in the sand and advise our clients or executives not to stand up for societal and cultural change. Au contraire. About a decade ago, Susan G. Komen decided to no longer fund Planned Parenthood, an, an organization they not only supported for several years, but leaned into their messaging and their values too. I remember watching Nancy Brinker, the founder of the organization, go on the morning news shows to talk about their decision and how... Seemingly every hour or two, she flip-flopped on their decision on live television. At the time, I didn't agree with their decision, but I always recognize that there is a lot more that happens inside an organization that we're not privy to. What bothered me most about the whole thing is Brinker didn't stay on message, and she changed her mind based on who was asking the questions. Ultimately, they did reverse their decision, and Brinker stepped down. But I still believe that had she kept on message and stood her ground, people would have been mad, for sure, myself included. But it wouldn't have caused the backlash and reputational damage it did. I'm not sure they've even fully recovered 10 years later. In just a minute, I'll be back to talk you through how to plan and prepare for an organization to stand up for its beliefs. I'll be right back. There are two things I want you to know about. The first is the Fundamentals of Media Measurement course that we just launched with Muckrack, and the second is the PESO Model Certification. Both will help you evolve your career this year as you learn how to measure your work using the PESO Model to get you there. The Fundamentals of Media Measurement course can teach you how to measure your earned media efforts, create a successful measurement strategy, and report on your success. It will take you about two hours, but it has quick bite-sized lessons you can take when convenient. It has actionable tips, step-by-step approaches, and examples from Jonna Burke, Christopher Penn, and me. Go to mrac.co slash spinsucks to learn more, get registered, and start your measurement journey today. That's mrac.co slash spinsucks. Please be sure to use that link because I get a gold star every time someone registers, and I love gold stars. And for those of you who need to evolve your career, learn how to integrate the work you do with marketing and amp up your measurement efforts, the PESO model certification is for you. Step up your game with an academically accredited PESO model certification from Spin Sucks and the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Learn more about that by going to spinsucks.com academy, or you can go to spinsucks.com and click on academy in the navigation. And now, back to the show. 
The Susan G. Komen situation is a great example of how not to do things. We have lots of these failures to look to, which provide a great opportunity for communications professionals to help organizations stand up for its beliefs. And hooray for them. We just have to help prepare everyone for what's to come and how to stand up to anyone we're going to upset. There are, I will tell you, five tips that you should be looking for. So number one is the importance of timing. Organizations must carefully consider the context and current events when addressing sensitive issues. Taking a reactive stance without a thorough understanding and thoughtful reflection can backfire and lead to accusations of insincerity or opportunism. On the other hand, organizations that proactively anticipate and address societal concerns can demonstrate leadership and earn respect. By staying attuned to the pulse of society, Commas Pros can help executives identify the right moment to engage in conversations about polarizing topics. The second step is to align internally. So as I mentioned, aligning internally is the most important thing to do before speaking externally. We once had a client who wanted us to revise their website copy. Their CEO wanted the copy to reflect a fun place to work, a culture full of board games at lunchtime, booze at the end of every day, Cubs games throughout the summertime, and catered meals every week. Sounds like a fun place to work, right? The problem? None of that was true. They didn't do any of it. We talked to the CEO about the importance of displaying the same culture internally and externally and why we weren't going to revise the copy in that way. He didn't care. That's the copy he wanted. It's also why he's a former client. As it turns out, inconsistencies between what is communicated externally and the realities within the organization can result in credibility loss and erode trust. No surprise to those of us who do this for a living, but it has to be stated. Our job is to facilitate conversations between executives and employees to ensure that values are lived and breathed throughout the organization. This internal alignment strengthens the organization's authenticity and empowers employees to be genuine ambassadors of its values. The third step is now you can begin to speak externally. So consider external partnerships and collaboration. This can enhance an organization's ability to advocate for change. We can help executives identify potential allies and forge meaningful conversations and partnerships with organizations, influencers, and community leaders that share similar values and objectives. Collaborative efforts amplify the collective voice and demonstrate a commitment to advancing societal progress beyond self-interest. By fostering these partnerships, organizations can tap into the power of collective action and create lasting positive change. Your job is to find the right partnerships and be ready for the backlash that some can create, just like what Bud Light experienced. I can armchair quarterback that situation all day long, but I believe that had they done a better job of aligning their internal and external messaging and not backing down to the vocal minority, a bunch of their marketing team would not have lost their jobs and they wouldn't be in the situation they are today. Number four, no surprise, be clear on messaging. This is the one you should spend the most time on, particularly when you're coaching and training your spokespeople. I like to do some if this, then that planning. If we get backlash on this particular statement or action, we're going to take this stance, then we'll do this. You are not, absolutely not going to make everyone happy, and that's okay. But you should be prepared to hold your ground and have messaging ready for the naysayers. Doing so will ensure you're serious about your actions and that you won't back down because a few people yelled at you. And number five is you have to understand there are going to be some risks. Speaking out 
standing up for your values, and wanting to make change are not going to be without risk. Your organization or your client's organizations may face backlash and criticism regardless of their intentions or actions. Developing robust crisis communications plans that anticipate potential challenges and prepare appropriate responses is crucial. Your job is to guide executives in anticipating different scenarios, crafting empathetic and transparent messaging, and engaging in active listening and dialogue with stakeholders. Organizations can minimize reputational damage and swiftly regain public trust by effectively managing potential crises. We're about to head into yet another contentious election year, and experts are predicting it's going to be an election of artificial intelligence, which will make it even more contentious. Sounds fun, doesn't it? This means you will need to become adept at adapting your strategies to effectively address polarizing topics. The days of avoiding those topics are long gone. As comms pros, we play a critical role in helping organizations do that while protecting and enhancing their reputation. If you'd like to learn more about how the SpinSux community can help you plan for what's to come, you can find us at spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. That's spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. It's a community full of crazy smart professionals. It's free, it's fun, it's smart. And you might just learn a thing or two from your peers. I'll see you next week. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 